in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie Allen, and I'm here with Marin Oslak. And today we're talking about needs or wants. Hmm, which one is it? And it's been an interesting journey for me because sometimes you think you need something <laughs> and um, it's not really what you need. It's more of a want. And I remember there's a, a wonderful poem uh, that talks about, you know, essentially we don't always get what we want. I'm going to quote, it sounds like quoting Rolling Stones here, but <laughs> but you get what you need, but it is, but there's actually, <laughs> there's, there's an actual spiritual um, poem that I love to read as a Reddit night con who talks about like everything we ask for. We ask for courage and we get obstacles to overcome, you know, that make us strong. You know, we ask for uh, money or wealth and we get a brain and brawn to go to work. So essentially it goes on and on, but essentially we, we, every, we didn't get anything that we wanted, but we get everything that we need. And my suggestion today is what we're going to be talking about is a little bit about how do you make space to even know if it's a want or a need and, it kind of aligns also too with you know getting energy and also um really being nourished. So welcome, Marin. Welcome. Thank you. I, I really love that. And to take it to directly to leadership with this is because for me, when I think about needs versus wants and what you're talking wh- where we would like to go with this, or one of the things we talked about before we got on is how it is about energy because oftentimes when we want something and linking this back to leadership, we want something to happen. We want someone to do something for us. We want, we, we put a statement out there wanting to, you know, inspire somebody or maybe get them moving or whatever it is. And our choice of words or the energy from which we're coming is more of a want and less of a need. What I mean by that is um, we can oftentimes turn somebody off from get, you know, it's like, I, I, hey, I really want you to, I need you to finish. Uh, here's an example. I need you to finish that today. And I do it with like kind of an edge to it and and that's really, it is a need and it comes out as a want because I'm pulling it towards me. I'm like, I'm pushing somebody into it instead of supporting somebody and saying to them, I understand that you're busy. And one of the things that we agreed on was that X, Y, or Z would be finished today. Can you let me know where we are with that? That's beautiful. And that's beautiful. It's like you mentioned the word space, having the space. When I'm in, (laughs) when I'm, when my needs are not being met, when I'm in, I I need this and it's from that stressful place. And 
it's it, it it triggers it triggers me i'm triggered and then i trigger other people around me and so it's this spiraling downward spiraling effect instead of an upward spiraling so what do i need to do in order to create that space in me to foster the space for the other person to hold that space for them i love that I love that because I, as a leader myself and as a therapist, I have seen that when I want something, when I want something, it's me, my ego, I want something for the person that I might be working with or mm. for more than they want it for themselves. Or I see the possibility for them more than they can see it. I will get excited about it and it can come across as being pushy and anxious to them because it hasn't come in their own realization or their own time. And I, I kind of had an aha moment this morning of like realizing that that's actually a want. It's not my need. I don't need them to get better. I want them to get better. But if they're not enrolled in that need and they're, then they won't own it. So here's the example I had this yeah. morning. This is a real simple example, but I, I find it quite funny because I, I discovered something about myself <laughs> and something that I need <laughs> need to really come to peace with and to let go. So I, I have two elderly cats in my home and they are both requiring medications these days. And we're going away because um, we have a weekend together. And so I'm going to have to hire somebody to come in be, and, they, and they are going to need to be paid danger pay because these cats are aggressive. No way am, are they going to take that medication. And my, I'm like, oh, yes, you will. I want them to take that medication. And I want it to be easy. So I have then created this whole system of how I'm going to hold the cat, how I'm going to put it down, the, the cycle of which I'm going to give them the pill. Anyway, this has been quite aggressive for the last couple of weeks. Uh, ended up in a lot of meows and scratches and, <laughs> and wasted time. So this morning, I have one of those little pill pockets that I put the pills in that you have from the vet store. And I put it down while I'm getting the syringe filled for the other. And lo and behold, the cat walks over and just lovingly digests the pill pocket. There was no, there was no problem whatsoever. They're like, yeah, because the cat was in its own time, not on my time. And it was so easy. And I realized. And so myself, here's the deal. What you guys need to know is Stephanie was putting the pill in the pill pocket, but then shoving it down the cat. Shoving it in the cat's mouth. Because it wasn't a need for me to give them the pill. It was a want. I had a want. And so the cat, we were just, and I just realized like how many times have I done that with, you know, some of my team members. It's like, I want them to get this or I want my client to get this. Right. And we coat it in something and then we shove it down their throat. Exactly. Instead of, because I think you, you used a word earlier that it just, it kind of encapsulates it for me. It's enroll. How do you enroll your cat into wanting what you want for your cat? You wrap it in a pill pocket and you leave it for them in their timing, right? And the same thing for me with my with my employee or with my team member. And if we've agreed on something, how do I enroll them into wanting the same end that I want? And it may end up being that we don't want the same end. And getting having that conversation instead of shoving it down their throats. 
and doing it for them. I mean, doing it for them. Like I realize I have control issues. Well, I don't, I didn't just realize that people, I know some of you have known that I've known (laughs) that for a long time, but it was so obvious. And I hear it when, you know, when I'm working with clients of mine too, who are, you know, they're on their own time schedule and, you know, their family or their students or their clients are moving at the same timeline. So they jam it down their throat and they're like, damn it, I'm going to do it for you. And that, it, it just hurts everybody, including yourself, yeah. including yourself. And then <laughs> it's so funny because as you were talking about that, I thought about when all is said and done and I either do that to myself or I do it to somebody else, it never feels good. And there's always some sort of a shame or a should or a like, it it just is, even when it's a victory and I get that thing by the end of the day that I wanted by the end of the day, I never feel good about it. I feel, uh, I don't even know, I have, I have a word for it. I feel vindicated, but not in, <laughs> well, <laughs> right? When we feel like we're pushing, I, I remember there's a technique that we do uh, for therapy and they say, if you're trying too hard, you're trying too hard. If you're mm. pushing, you're pushing. Like, stop, just stop. And know that the humility of it is to know that, you know, we're not perfect. None of us are. Actually, we're perfectly imperfect. And that's the beauty of us. And we're meant to be in relationship of asking for help from others. But creating that slow down space, that pause to go, okay, what what does spirit want from me? What is, mm-hmm. what is you know, it's not what spirit want for them. It What does spirit want from me? Because that's the only thing you can control is mm-hmm. your relationship within that. And you have totally in your right time and right space and right way is true for you. That That's the key. You can't put your stuff on someone else. And I hope that that's one of our intention of our, our podcast here is that we, we hope that you will, you know, get inspired by what we're sharing with our own personal journeys and that you will find your own way, that you will take what works for you and leave the rest and I think that that's the key is you talked about, you know, what's in my right time and then allowing for somebody else's right time. You know, the whole, there's the saying, you can lead a horse to water and you can't make a drink. That's putting the pill pocket out. You can put the pill pocket out. You can't shove it down their throat. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can, but it's going to result right is scratches. And, <laughs> and when you were talking, you know, one of the things that as, as you were talking, I was thinking about why do I feel vindicated, like going back to what I was saying, mm. that whole vindicated, it's, it takes me into a right wrong and out of a, we're a team working on this together and how are we growing together? How are we, how are we creating together? And it puts me into an, a one-upsmanship where I'm right and they're wrong and I got what I needed and da, 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 you know, like that whole solo thing. Mm. I should have just done it myself. How often do we say that to ourselves, right? Exactly. Or it's and, not going to happen in the time that I'm going to, so I should have just right. done it myself. Or the way I want it, so I should have just done it myself. And then the cost. So the cost for me is that I have, I am no longer in my dropped in conversation with spirit around what's best in my highest interest. I'm now in a figure it out, make it happen, punish somebody else for not getting it done by using, you know, I, I might use nice words, but 
I will, I, I guarantee you it's going to come out snippy. I can't tell you how many times I've said something that I think of as perfectly innocent to my husband. And he's like, don't use that tone of tone of voice with me. And I'm like, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We don't even realize we're doing it. And we use a tone of voice that flips the other person off and makes them feel less than. And nobody, it's a lose-lose. So how do we create the space? How do we enroll people? And there isn't one right way to do that. It's a question I'm asking you guys that I also ask myself in any given situation of like, oop, did that badly. How could I have enrolled that person instead of put them down, instead Mm -hmm. of making them do it because it's my agenda, because it's my want. And I think you're making something very clear. When we make it our agenda, it's all about me. And we become that silo mentality, that singular silo. We disengage and disconnect from from the flow of life and nature and that everything happens in the exact time that it's meant to happen. And to keep the only thing you can keep checking in with yourself is, am I willing to allow this to happen? Am I willing to, you know, get that need met and to be curious, like to be curious, well, is this a need or is this a want? You know, if if it's a need, what is that need? Have you given yourself enough space to say, hey, my need is to feel loved or my need is to feel safe or my need is to feel whatever or, or, you know, because it is an internal narrative that you have with yourself. And then can you articulate it with the person? So I, I can use this as an example in the way of clients with my with with therapy. And I can say, you know, my need, my need is to get out of the way so that I can be totally in surrender to what they need. I, my need is to surrender my ego of what I think is right or wrong or good or bad. And to let that dialogue go. So then I need to create, then another need needs to create certain practices, certain um, mind talk narrative internally with myself so that I can keep putting that need in check instead of trying to put it in my own timing or my, which is a want. So if I say, well, I want them to get better. I want them to, to get the results they came in to get. And I want it to happen fast and miraculously, (laughs) which sure. Yeah. Who doesn't? But I also know that they have their own natural rhythm and their own natural time, and I need to respect that. And that is a need. Yeah, I think that that is so important. And one of the things, as you were speaking, that came up for me was a true need, my need, won't ever be for another person. That's always going to be a want. So one of the things Stephanie said is how, you know, like check in, is it a need or a want? So if it's something that I... Need, quote unquote need for for somebody or from somebody. Say for example, I need that person to love me. Hmm, that's a want. The need is I need to feel loved, and that could come from multiple places. Right? And, so, and ultimately, that need to feel loved, we need to also learn how to get that from within, so that yes. when it does show up in the outer world, we'll let it in and not push it away. Exactly. And then it's not, it's no longer about that other person. So I hear that a lot. Like when people say, I need to be loved or I need to feel valued or I need to feel respected. There's a saying um, from St. Francis, Cece, it's a practice, which I love. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're needing something or you're wanting something, it could be both. Then you can go through this three-step process in the way of saying, okay, 
first of all, I need to give it to myself. So if I'm wanting value, like to feel valued or respected, how might I value or respect myself? Like in the way I think about myself, how I speak to myself, the actions I take in my daily life, does this value me or does this respect or disrespect me? So I do it for myself. That's the first step. Second step is then to do it for a total stranger. Why? Why would you do it for a total stranger? Because you have no attachment of ego of how the results are going to turn out. You literally are giving it away to like a shop clerk and you completely value them or what they did. You recognize them and you respect their courtesy or their care and attention and you make it known to them. And then you walk away. So it has nothing to do about them. It's totally you making space. And then you breathe it. Then you have that space of like, okay, so now when someone values me, I'm not going to quickly just push it away. I mean, how many times have you gotten a compliment and somebody says, oh, Stephanie, I love your, I love mm. your, your shirt or something. And you're like, oh, this is an old shirt. Really? Right. I'm like, gosh, really? I just got this at the, you know, the five, five and dime kind of place. Instead of saying, thank you so much. Like letting it in, being blessed, take it in. So these are the practices. I love that practice. I absolutely love it. So first thing you do is make space for yourself. You give it to yourself. And the second thing you do is you give it to a stranger so that it's not about the reaction or the response or the whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you breathe it in. Yeah. Then you're open to receive it from the universe. So it's like, you know, we say this financially in our, in the financial world, they'll say, pay yourself first, you know, pay yourself first. If, if you don't have $10, you cannot donate $10 to somebody. You don't have mm. it to give, but if you take $10 and you invest it in yourself, meaning you put it away, or you save it, and then you keep doing it, then $10 to give away is easy. And so you might give yourself $10 and then maybe you give $10 to a street person. No attachment of what, how they're going to use it or where they're going to go with it. Mm. But that you're practicing the flow of currency, the flow, giving it to yourself, giving it to others, and then you're open to receive it when someone has to give it to you instead of pushing it away or feeling guilty or feeling like they're controlling you with money and that you've got to pay it back. There's none of that stuff, I call it, none of that you know inner narrative about what it is and what it isn't. Right. It's totally simply allowing it. I think that that's a lovely place to wrap up because I find it incredibly powerful and I want to go practice it right now. <laughs> so uh, today was all about needs and wants and sometimes it can be, they can be the both the same thing, right? It's something, a need can also be a want, a want can also be a need and starting to get clear on which if it is it both and can you can you separate those strands enough to maybe refine what part of it is a need what part of it is a want and how can i get my own personal needs met so that i'm not trying to drag that out of somebody else or beat them over the head with it and i can enroll somebody in by having enough passion and, and my own excitement instead of, I, I want this from you, right? I'm and, enrolling you in it instead. And it can eliminate our ability to think we know what somebody else needs mm. and try to give it to them. So like important. If they haven't asked for it, yeah. it, may not, it may not be their need. It might be your want for them. 
I see that as like kind of two sides of the same coin of on one side, it's what I do to other people by like wanting, needing, wanting from them, grab, grab, grab. And then what I do to other people by wanting things for them because I can see it and I know better than they know for themselves. <laughs> I just have to and, laugh. And, and that can be an insight. That can also be an insight. If you are constantly trying to give things to other people, whether it's compliments or actual material things, but you're want or you're wanting something, you're wanting them to be happy. You're wanting them to be peaceful. You want them to be healed. Turn it around, flip it because you mm. just got an aha about what your need is. Right. Because if you're trying to give it away, you haven't given it to yourself first. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I look forward to seeing your posts on our Facebook page or in our LinkedIn group and sharing kind of what, what your ahas were from this podcast and as you play with it throughout the week. I would love to hear from you. So if you could visit us there and otherwise we will see you all next week on the Soulful Leader Podcast. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.